um, we didn't really, we claim that our first date was where we, <laughs> we would skip Spanish and go to Sonic and get half price milkshakes and stuff. See, anyway, you were right. She was distracting you from your studies, skipping Spanish <laughs> class. <laughs> and as a teacher, come on, Megan. Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I have two very special guests all the way from Powell, Tennessee. It's Megan, and anyway, Mupasewa. I practiced the last name. Did I do okay? Was it fine? That was great. That was good. Okay. Well done. <laughs> Megan, and anyway, how are you guys doing? We're great. I'm doing fantabulous. Doing fantabulous. That's great. I, I Just before we got on here with the podcast, for those of you listening, um, they were deciding where they were going to be sitting. And anyway, it was the smart man called Dibs on the couch. Uh, and Megan got stuck with, with the chair. So <laughs> he looks more comfortable. Megan looks happy. And we're ready to do this. But the, the, the point of us having this podcast, like with all the podcasts, is for us to get to know our family better. You guys are now my not-so-new family it was new and now it's still new right it's been almost a year since sarah and i have been married and you guys have um become my yeah so that's cool that's crazy but we're going to talk about your guys's story of how you two met each other and all that lovey-dovey kind of stuff you ready for it it'll be easy right yes i think so yeah i'm ready um, but anyway, I'll start with you. Can you tell us, how did you guys end up meeting? Because you're from Zimbabwe originally. Uh, Megan is not from Zimbabwe originally. So that's a whole ocean to cross before you guys could meet. How did that happen? Um, so it's a small world, basically. <laughs> that's how I'm going to start. <laughs> uh, it is really a small world. The way that God just connects people sometimes just amazes me. Because, yeah, you're right from Zimbabwe and somebody from Powell, even of all the places in America, Powell, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> you know, just, just this meeting, it's, it is definitely a miracle and a God-ordained thing. But um, I, just, I just came to school. I came to the States to school at uh, Johnson University in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, Megan just happened to also come to school the same year that I came there. And yeah, we just met somehow. She claims uh, she saw me or started talking to me and I wasn't paying attention to her or that I had not heard first, but... Shame on I, you, anyway. I didn't. Maybe it's just because I was. Maybe I wasn't just paying attention to the ladies and stuff, you know. So I, I don't remember that. But we we met in Spanish class. By the time we actually started having Spanish class, I think we kind of like knew each other. Uh, apparently, she had been, you know, kind of like stalking me, coming to my soccer games, and I didn't know that. No. So what you're that saying is. Not is true. Anyway, you were focused on your studies, and you were there for an education, and Megan was just Dude, was trying to distract you. On my studies, I was focused on Jesus. You know, I wasn't thinking about. 
And then Megan Whatever. comes in and distracts you. Megan, do you have a, a an alternate story? Were you actually stalking him at those soccer games before you guys were together in Spanish class? No, I think it was the other way around. I So here's what happened. I posted pictures of my trip to South Africa on Facebook. And anyway, saw through a mutual friend or something that I had been there and messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I saw you with Africa. And we started a conversation on Facebook. That's our first hmm. conversation. Then hey, when wait, I saw wait, him in person at school. Through a mutual friend. Because we um, were both a part of like the Johnson University freshman something on Facebook and you we were friends and you like oh we're going to Johnson so we became friends mm -hmm. on Facebook because you saw it. You sent me a friendship request. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway like you then guys... when I tried to talk to you at school you you were like in your own world kind of thing with your headphones jamming out. <laughs> I just stay away from my American girls, man. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Those American girls are trouble. That's what I've heard. So, so Megan, yeah. besides, besides anyway being aloof and so focused on his music and his studies, um, did you have any other first impressions of him either from you know your guys's talking on uh, Facebook or whatever or kind of just first impressions whenever you met him um, well my first impression was that he was really popular and I was not <laughs> so um, he was like the, f the famous Zimbabwean soccer player everybody wanted to be his friend because he was so cool and I was like, he is not going to want to be my friend because I'm this nerdy freshman <laughs> coming in. Um, but that was my first impression. But then I got to know him better. Um, and we were in Spanish together. And I actually volunteered to be his Spanish tutor. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's how we started, like, hanging out and um, spending more time together and becoming friends, I guess, through Spanish. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, anyway, what was your first impression of, of Megan? And was she a good Spanish tutor? I want to know that, too. <laughs> yes, she, she was good, actually. A very good Spanish tutor. And she became a good friend. Um, I guess my first impression of her is we were just talking because we were required to meet a certain number of hours per week to discuss our Spanish. Uh, but sometimes you'd only do that for a few minutes and then the rest of the time you're just talking about life and school and God and other things. And what was really cool about her you know, I would talk to some people, Johnson guys, as well as ladies, like, what do you want to do with your life? A lot of them, especially the ladies, they would tell you, well, the first, first thing is, well, I'm not sure. I don't know yet. You know, finish school, get married, probably start, you know, my family, take care of my kids. Um, 
but when I met Megan, it was it was different. She didn't say a lot of that. I'm sure she wanted to get married, but she didn't even put that up front there. She was like, yeah, I would love to serve God. I want to be a missionary. I would love someday to have an orphanage, you know, uh, in a place like Africa. You know, not sure really where or what exactly. So that to me made it special and different from all the other girls I talked to because she was showing me that she is complete without even children or without a husband or if God decides somehow not to give a husband she was still complete and she believed that God could still use her like her life and her identity was not tied into having a partner or children she was like this is what I want to do for the Lord so I was like wow uh, this this chick, you know, <laughs> must have been there when Jesus rose from the dead. She surely <laughs> loved Jesus. That's awesome. So, Megan, how long would you say was the time period between when you guys first met in person or when you met in Spanish class or whatever um, and when you went on your first date? Like, was it a, a long period of time? Was it short? I cl- I would say maybe like six months. Um, we didn't really. We claim that our first date was where we <laughs> we would skip Spanish and go to Sonic and get half price milkshakes and stuff. See, anyway, you were right. She's distracting you from your studies, skipping Spanish <laughs> class. <laughs> and as a teacher, come on, Megan. So I guess. I would say probably like six months. Okay. And you guys say <laughs> you guys would say that your first date or first dates would be skipping Spanish and going and getting milkshakes from Sonic? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so besides skipping school, which for any of my students that might listen to this, that's not okay. Don't do that. No. But, but besides skipping school and going and getting milkshakes, um, well, first, what, what did you guys have a favorite milkshake that you would get? Peanut banana? butter banana. Nice. Were you a cute couple and did you split it or did you each have your own? (laughs) I don't know. I think we got our own. Okay. That's what I would do. I would want more of the smoothie or Uh, milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, do you guys have any other uh, memorable dates, maybe places that you frequented or a date where like things went terribly wrong (laughs) or anything like that that you remember? We walked, we walked a lot, like at Johnson, there was uh, mm-hmm. a hill. Can you say that a, it's, that's a hill? That place that was in the soccer field, like we like to walk a lot and talk. Yes. Because we were so busy with school, you know, and I was busy with soccer all the time. I would be tired. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the moments that we're not doing school, you just want to be outside your apartment or your room so we walked a lot just around that's true uh, a lot of our com like our best conversations were just walking around campus usually at night and we just wanted to get out after studying and spend time together and get away so yeah that was probably and i know anyway doesn't like walking so it really meant a lot to me that he would spend time with me and walk with me because I knew that was like my favorite thing to do. 
Anyway, I've heard a little bit of your dislike of walking from Sarah. She's she's told me about it a little bit. Why why do you not like walking? Um, it's not like I don't like it as such, but it's it can't be a hobby, you know. It can't be something I do for fun, because I guess growing up from where you know in Zimbabwe, it's like camping. It's not just walking that I don't like. Camping, I'm not a big fan either. Because my background, the way I grew up, we did lots of walking, you know, we mm-hmm. walked a lot. And sometimes our houses and our facilities in Zimbabwe, it's more like you're camping. You don't have running water all the time. You don't have electricity all the time. So when somebody, the idea of going hiking or camping or walking <laughs> When you can avoid it, I don't <laughs> get it why people do that. You know, like, yeah. I do have a car, I do have a house, yeah. two city, and Wi-Fi. Why do I need to walk in the mountains? Yeah. <laughs> and growing up, I also grew up hunting. You know, we went hunting in the mountains all the time, chasing animals, like, like pretty much every day. So the idea of doing that for fun, just as a hobby, and yeah. I understand what you're saying. I enjoy camping, I would say, and I like hiking and stuff, but I definitely understand what you're saying. (laughs) It's like, why why do this if we don't have to? We we could be inside in the air conditioning, but very good, very good. Um, Anything else besides uh, you guys walking around? I know as college students, uh, probably not a bunch of big, fancy, expensive dates and stuff, but like anyway, were you able to come and visit um, with, uh, Megan's family, cause how, how far, you said Johnson, right? How far mm-hmm. is that from, um, from Powell? Like 45 minute drive. It wasn't too far. Okay. Um, one of my like favorite things about our dating was that anyway would surprise me a lot. And he, one time, I remember one time being at, at mom and dad's and I was I think I was getting ready to go outside or something and mom and dad were trying to keep me downstairs. I can't remember. And then I came upstairs and anyway, was just like sitting in the living room and I was like, what the, I was like, how did he get here? And, um, yeah, he just was always really good at surprising me. The first time he bought roses for me, that was really special. But it was super random because we were sitting in the library where we, most of our dates were in the library, just sitting and studying. And then all of a sudden, anyway, was like, oh, I've got to go do something. And I was like, well, okay. And I was just like typing, you know, whatever. I didn't, I wasn't listening. And then like five minutes went by, 10 minutes went by. (laughs) And I was like, where is he? And then like 20 or 30 minutes later, he comes back with two book, two dozen roses in the library, just like walking. (laughs) I was like, oh, hi. (laughs) So sweet. So he was just full of surprises. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Now, how long was it? How long did you guys date before you ended up getting engaged? Mm -hmm. We dated for five years total gotcha now what on and off (laughs) gotcha what um what well two questions i guess that you guys can both answer here what what is it like dating for 
that long? Like what, what are the challenges and what are the good parts and bad parts and stuff? Cause I'll say, I mean, you guys obviously know Sarah and I dated for five months instead of five years. And then yeah, my, my family. Like we're praying for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, my family made fun yeah. of me for that. And then I reminded them that I'm pretty sure my older brother and his wife dated for less than a year and my mom and dad dated for less than a year. So it's not my fault. It's in the genes. That's what the issue is. Um, but, uh, but what was that like dating for that long a time? And then you said on and off, was it, uh, because of, um, anyway, going back, like did, did anyway, did you make trips back to Zimbabwe and stuff that made it difficult or what, what was that kind of like going through that process over five years? Uh, I would say the on and off Megan is the very good person to explain that one. So I will reserve that question for her. But uh, dating for a while, oh, it really helped because, you know, coming from, these are two different cultures. You know, we are not just different cultures. We are different, you know, from different geographical locations, different continents. America and Africa, different languages and everything. So there are some things that might be acceptable in my country or acceptable here that is not acceptable with the other culture. Uh, so I'm just things that you can do here that you can't really do in my country. You know, so dating for that long of a time helped me like understand the culture here a little bit more as well as understand Megan and I'm really grateful uh, that we did that. You, you guys didn't have as much of a, a long of a bridge to cross because you're from the same culture and everything, but there was no way I was going to date and get married to somebody from a different culture within like a year. Yeah. That, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I'll ask you first and then Megan. What do you think is the, however you want to phrase it, if you want to be nice and say the most different thing about American culture, if you want to be more realistic and say the weirdest thing about American culture that you had to get used to, or maybe something that, that Megan does that was just different. And then Megan, if you'll follow up with what was the thing <laughs> that was the most different or weird, if you will, about um, the, the Zim Zimbabwean uh, culture that, that anyway brought with him. And it doesn't um, have to be just one. If there's many, you know, we can go for five minutes. You can just say all sorts of things. <laughs> so, so I like, I like the way um, the men, especially here, treat women. Uh, there's a huge difference between the way women are treated here for the most part. It's not in every incident. Uh, Women here are treated very special. They are respected. Uh, I'm, I come from a patriarchal society, greatly dominated by men, where women's voices are not as loud or not as heard. Men are the ones that dominate. So mm -hmm. instead of it being a partnership, it's more like the husband or the, the boyfriend is the one who is just like making all the decisions and... Uh, it's changing in my country. It's not always like that, but that was the main thing that really surprised me here that, uh, you know, you talk to a guy, hey, you want to go and do this? The first thing they are doing is like, okay, let me check with my girlfriend and see if that's okay or see what she's doing. I'm like, 
huh? Like, what are you <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was something that I had to, you know, get used to and just, but I, I do like the partnership part, you know, just working alongside each other, knowing that it's a team effort. We're working together as a team. It's mm-hmm. not just the men dominating or just the female dominating. Um, I think another one is uh, dates. Uh, <laughs> American ladies stresses a lot on dates. They love going on their dates. You know, you want to make them happy, you got to go on those dates. Like plenty of dates. Uh, I guess also it's because in my country, we are not always as privileged as the people here because dates for usually you can do a date that doesn't cost money but usually days cost money you gotta at least put Mm -hmm. gas in the car that is even if you even have the car you know you gotta buy food you know these flowers or go on rides or whatever in my country we don't always have that privilege so dates yeah you still go on dates but not as much as here in america so just the amount of dates was a little bit different you know i still I'm still getting there even now. I still talk to Megan because there are some times where our daughter, Ruveneko, is with uh, her Gogo and Sekuru and it's just Megan and I here and she wants us to go on a date. I'm like, okay, wait, what date? It's you and I right now. Isn't this a date? You know, but she likes something that you plan and, you know, so... Some of these days when we're just driving, we'll just be like, okay, let's talk, let's stop at this ice cream place. You know, I planned it, that would stop. And <laughs> so they want you to be planned, they planned date. So I'm still getting used to all that. You know what? Anyway, I am too. And I'm, I'm from like the United States. So don't feel bad. <laughs> Megan, what about for yeah. you? What's, what's uh, different and something to get used to about uh, Zimbabwean culture? Um, I think one thing I struggled with was how Americans are very open. I think when it like just comes to sharing your life, like, I feel like we're not afraid to share uh, one-on-one with our BFS, like just, you know, get personal. Um, So when I was in Zim, I had lots of conversations with anyway, just like, you cannot say that. You can, like anyway would tell me, you cannot do that with like, the culture is very different. If like, you just, I guess, I don't know how to explain it. If it's like a private, more private, maybe, um people keep to themselves they're very friendly very um loving and joyful and accepting but they're just very private and I was complete opposite so I was (laughs) I was going to these like prayer meetings in the morning pouring my my guts out sharing (laughs) like what I'm struggling with and all this stuff and then anyway was hearing it from other people and then he was like why did you say that and I'm like uh because like in America in small group that's what we do like we share our we share our burdens and our like struggles and he's like I don't think that's a good idea like I don't think you need to do that um so that was one thing I just had to kind of filter my my thoughts and my words a lot when I was there and really think about what I was saying. Um, but 
I mean, other than that, I, 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 was, I loved, I just loved being there. Um, also, I really like how, I guess another thing was the church services were very spiritual, spiritually led, I guess, um, which is something I'm not used to. And I was like able to attend a baptism um, where we experience like um, praying over people and just experiencing the Holy Spirit, I guess, in a different way than we do here. And it was kind of scary. Like if you've never experienced that, like, I mean, it's real. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real thing. And you read about it and you see stuff about it. But when you really experience it, it will change you forever. So um, that was another thing I kind of had to str- like struggle with because I didn't really understand it at first. Um, but then I had to really um, realize that God is alive and he can do some, like he can do anything, I guess, <laughs> incredible things. So um, their view of God is very different. I think also because, I mean, they have to rely on him every day. Like, we are so blessed in America. We have everything we need. And I think in Zimbabwe, it's different because they don't always have what they need, but they have God and he he's all they need, even if they don't have, you know, food to eat that night or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, did, did you get the chance, was that while you guys um, were dating that you were able to go over and visit in Zimbabwe? Yes, I was. Um, so we dated for five years, but anyway, lived in Zimbabwe for two years. So we were long distance for two years. But in that two year period, I was able to go to Zimbabwe um, for how long I think six weeks for six or seven weeks during my summer vacation um so yeah awesome very cool what was the biggest challenge for you two whenever it came to doing uh long distance I've had several people in my immediate family that they've had to do long distance but not cross continents uh so what what was the the biggest challenge when it came to to that um for me I would say I don't know because of the signal you know network connection we were not always able to talk or see each other on video and you know how it is texting sometimes messages can be interpreted in so many different ways and so just sometimes being on the same page was a was challenging sometimes you know there can be a message that she might send saying you know I would love for this to happen. And to me, when I'm reading it, I'm seeing like she's screaming at me, you know, like, yeah. so it's just an example, but she doesn't scream at me. But I'm just saying, just not having that, you know, face-to-face communication where you can really look at each other and look in each other's eye was a little bit difficult uh, for me. Yeah. Megan, would you say the same, just the communication aspect of it? Yeah, definitely just communication. And I would say the time difference was really hard because by the time I, 
by the time I'm going to bed, he's getting up in the morning. So I'm exhausted laying in bed, getting text messages from him. I'm half asleep and I can't communicate. And it's just, it was really hard. Um, but I'm thankful that we were able to communicate. It was just not in the best way, I guess. Yeah. Now, through those years of, of dating and you guys being able to, you know, obviously easier anyway for you to visit where Megan was from because you guys were in school over there, Megan being able to visit um, over in Zimbabwe a little bit. Uh, anyway, what was, when, when did you know that Megan was the one that you wanted to, to marry? And then what went into the engagement process? How did you propose to her? I think the moment we started like, officially dating here by then I kind of like knew she was the one but uh, one of the main reason why we decided for her to come to Zimbabwe was we wanted her to experience my culture um, marriage is not a trial and everything that you can get in and get out if it doesn't work you know it's something it's like it's lifelong commitment so we weren't gonna mess around with that we wanted to make sure this is this is what God really wants us to do. I knew for the, at least the first part of my ministry, or my calling, I needed to be in Zimbabwe. You know, I needed to graduate here and go to Zimbabwe. There's some things that I know God wanted me to do there. Um, so I wasn't going to stay in America. So that was one of the things. If we get married, are uh, you comfortable? Are you okay? Or do you see God use you in Zimbabwe because I just don't want you to come to Zimbabwe because that's where I'm going. You know, it would be good for you to have some connection, something that you can say, yes, God is going to use me in this way. So when she came, you know, we talked it out. She was supposed to come back and then we'll get engaged at least from what we had kind of like talked about. But I knew she was going to love the country because of who she is and their personality. I knew already she was going to fall in love with the people in the country and definitely she could see God using in mighty ways. So before I went back to Zimbabwe in 2015, she ended up following 2016, I believe. So I went back 2015. I bought the ring while I was still in the States. I was hoping <laughs> to have the ring before I flew back to Zimbabwe but it got delayed or something happened and I wasn't able to get the ring so I believe the ring came to her parents house and I think they were afraid that she might see it so they sent it to Sarah I think no mom and dad didn't know that Sarah had it so Remember? did I ship it directly to you Sarah? You sent it to Sarah, yeah. Okay, so yes. Yeah, so this is what, so I sat down with Sarah and was like, okay, Sarah, you got to help me here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to find a ring. I don't know what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah, I think Sarah somehow follows her on like, uh, what do you call that? Pinterest. In Pinterest, that. <laughs> So Sarah, you know, in wisdom went to Pinterest, looked, and we talked to Megan, looked at the rings. You know how it is. Women start planning for their wedding the day they are born. I mean, the yes. second day after they are born. <laughs> so she had a whole wedding planned on Pinterest. So we looked at rings. 
and you know we I know we narrowed it down so I bought the ring so it went to Sarah because it wasn't going to get to me in time before I flew to Zimbabwe so Sarah had the ring at her apartment at Lee was she at Lee then yeah in her dorm in a dorm at school <laughs> and I heard that every girl at the school tried the ring on yeah, no, <laughs> that's a lot of trust for uh, for Sarah there. Anyway, I'm glad she yeah. she pulled through for you. So yes, she she kept the ring, and then um, it needed to come to Zimbabwe, of course, because I knew I was gonna get in, we were gonna get engaged then. So I believe Megan's dad went to Sarah to get the ring. And then they met with a Zimbabwean couple that was coming to Zimbabwe from the States that lived in Johnson City. So these guys took the ring, they flew with it to Zimbabwe, and that's how I got the ring. Uh, A month before I came. That is is a complicated maneuver there. (laughs) Yeah, so that was that. And then... Not too long after she got there, we started traveling. We went to, I've always wanted to go to Victoria Falls with her. And so we went and uh, one of the house moms that I grew up with, we took her with her daughter and we went to Victoria Falls. She had the ring, you know, she was carrying the ring all this time because I didn't want Megan to see it. So yeah, we got to Victoria Falls. We were just watching the falls and I can't remember. I think I asked you to look at something take a video take a video of something as she was taking the video away from me that's when i took the ring and just went on my knee and proposed yeah and she she could not believe it because she did not expect it <laughs> she thought smooth. we were gonna get engaged later like he had lowered my expectations <laughs> that's very smart under promise, yeah. over deliver. That's that's the that's the goal. Yeah. But you were surprised, <laughs> Megan. You didn't know it was coming right then. Oh yeah, I had no idea. Um, I knew he was acting kind of strange because we were driving with the windows down, and before we went in the park, I was like brushing my hair, and he was like, "Why are you brushing your hair? Why are you brushing your hair?" I'm like, "Uh, because the wind blew my hair." <laughs> And then the door, or, and then the, um, our friend was like, yeah, you should brush your hair. You should brush your hair. I was like, this is weird. (laughs) So, um, we got it. I remember anyway, like walking down the sidewalk doing this like little jig dance. And I was like, why is he so happy? And he's like, Victoria Falls, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. And then you had been, but then you had been giving me a hard time about recording videos saying I look like an American tourist because I was literally taking videos of every view of the waterfall. And so I stopped and then he was like, hey, you should take a video. I was like, what the heck? You just told me to put this down. So after I took the video, he like somehow got the ring from our friend out of her bag and like proposed. My favorite part was that he proposed with the wedding band and the engagement ring in the box together. Wait, is that really what I did? Yes. I don't know. I've never been married before. 
You should have just had the ceremony right there. It's, like, and then you it's a done done. deal right here. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I thought we had to buy the wedding band separately. No, babes. It was together in the box well, uh, beside each other. <laughs> hey, it was it was great. It's memorable. She loved it. She said yes yeah. in your marriage. So it all worked. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan, what was the engagement process like? Like after you guys got engaged, how long were you still in Zimbabwe? And then I imagine you went back to the States and like what what was that whole period like? How long was it? What what were you doing during that time? Um well, I remember us going to like an internet cafe <laughs> after that to call my parents and call Sarah over Skype, I think is what we did and just tell them. So that was really fun. And then I called a few of my friends and told them, um, but it was kind of hard for me at first because um, anyways, culture, like they don't get engaged so I wasn't sure if how to explain it to the girls like at the orphanage and stuff when I got there so I kind of kept it a secret for a while because I wasn't really sure like maybe a couple days and then um I finally was just like whatever I I if whatever I don't care what they think I'm engaged to anyway like because you I'm not sure what they do, but anyway, said they just go up, basically they just come to an agreement saying we're going to get married. Like it's not really a proposal or anything kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, it was good. Um, my mom and I bought a wedding dress like a month after I got back. <laughs> in and we still had two years. Before and we wedding. still had, Yep. You were ready, though. Yeah, so we were just shopping, and we went in the this store, and I tried on some dresses and found the one. It was on clearance, and I was like, Mom, do you think this is crazy? And she was like, ah, nah. And then when I told anyway, he about passed. <laughs> he was like, we don't even have a date. <laughs> That's great. So, so so dated for five years, get engaged, and then two years of engagement before uh, getting married. Is that right? Oh, no, it was about a year. I think. It was about a year. A year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so spending that year, you guys are already done with college at this point, right? Yeah. When you're engaged. Yes. And anyways, back in Zimbabwe, Megan, you come home to Tennessee, right? And so it's so most of that time you guys are apart. When when anyway, when do you come back to the States um before the wedding? Uh like three the month before, before the, the wedding. wedding. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, well, it was just because of paperwork. We were waiting on his visa and I basically had to plan the whole wedding. With him hey, in Zimbabwe. I was through texting and stuff. <laughs> yeah. All babes, um, yeah, we'll just stop there. You you picked out your suit and your wedding band, and that's all we needed from you. And he said that you <laughs> had it you had it planned since the day you were born, so it didn't matter yeah, anyway. You, had... you just had to insert the man you had found yep. anyway. He had been inserted, <laughs> and now you were ready for, for the wedding. 
Basically, yep. <laughs> so, so in, in going through the planning of the wedding, Megan, and then also anyway with, with your texts, um, what, uh, where, where did you guys get married? What, uh, what was the ceremony like? Uh, those sorts of things. Um, well, I, you know how anyway said, like we plan women plan. So I had these big plans, you know, like huge plans, but, um, I just really felt like for some reason things, doors kept closing and God didn't want those things to happen kind of thing. So, uh, we really wanted to get married um, at Johnson, where we met, um, but what was it that happened? One of the churches was not available because they were redoing it or something like that. Um, oh, I want, we wanted to get married. I wanted to get married outside. That's what happened. Um, but we were too afraid of the weather and all that stuff. So we went to just check out Johnson and see what they had available. Actually, I did. Anyway, I wasn't there, but <laughs> I took lots of pictures and sent him lots of pictures. And we ended up getting married in the, like, it's called the Russell Preaching Center, which is like a fake chapel created for students who are studying to be pastors. But it's beautiful. And I think, I mean, it turned out perfect. Um, and then our reception was in the marble hallway, which was right next door to the classroom. <laughs> um, and I think that we were like one of the first people to get married there in, in that room and they let us do it. So awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, now where, where did you guys, were you able to do a honeymoon? And if so, where did you go for your honeymoon? Uh, we went to Destin, Florida, but we had to spend the night, I think two nights, babes, right? Yeah. Two mm -hmm. nights in Townsend because mm -hmm. we were so tired as well as the tickets that we found that were cheaper, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of like forced us to go two days later. So yeah, we went to Destin, Florida. And it was fun. Uh, we rode on the boat and we saw some, um, were those dolphins? Dolphins, uh, yeah. Yeah, we saw some, yeah, we saw some fish and ate cold. different foods. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cold. We went shopping. We went shopping at Goodwill and stuff. Nice. <laughs> this is perfect. This and, is perfect. Yeah. yeah the, beach was, the beach was cold, though. Yeah, you, you did not swim. Just getting <laughs> up to my knees, yeah, and it was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh -huh. I, I think it's funny uh, that you guys spent uh, a day or two in, in Townsend because mm -hmm. my oldest sister, Natalia, and her husband did their whole honeymoon in Townsend in like Gatlinburg. And then my younger brother, David, and his wife, Sarah, did uh, their whole honeymoon in Townsend and Gatlinburg and stuff. I told... My Sarah, because David is married to another mm -hmm. Sarah. It wouldn't be good if it was the same. Um, but but uh, he, I told him, and I told uh, my Sarah that if uh, if she wasn't from Knoxville, 
that's probably where we would have gone for, for our honeymoon. But I wasn't doing Townsend for the whole thing because I didn't want to do it in the backyard. <laughs> that, wouldn't be, yeah. that wouldn't be the best. But that's really cool. Yeah. Destin is a is a fun place. That's that's awesome that you guys were. Able yeah, to do that. it was really fun. I I swam in the pool because it was heated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Now I will say, unfortunately, that's about the time that we have for this podcast. But there is much more that I want to talk to you guys about with your ministry and all those things. And I think we could fill like an entire other podcast with just your plans for your ministry. So if we end here, do you promise that you will do another podcast with me in the future and that we can talk about it's redeem all ministries, right? Is what it's called. And then wanting to go back Mm -hmm. to Zimbabwe. Okay. So that's a promise. We're doing that pinky promise. Okay. Yes. Of course. My heart. Wonderful. Well, anyway, and Megan, thank you guys so much for joining. I had a blast and I hope you did too. Mm. We did. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time for another exciting episode. And until then, toodles. Toodles.